people and fellow whiners and welcome again to a little something to whine about with your hosts me Siobhan Camille and Ta'e Michelle where we whine w-i-n-e about life personal growth relationships and more because sometimes you just need to whine a little so as always grab a glass of your favorite red white or rosé and join us on the couch if you are driving while listening to this, please don't drink and drive. We do not want to be responsible for that at all. So uh, welcome back. Hello, Siobhan. How have you been this past week? <laughs> I've been good. I've been busy, but I've been good. I've been trying to take time off from work uh, and do the updates to, to this podcast thing. What mm-hmm. about you? How have you been? I have been doing very well. Um, today was my first day of me actually noticing my weight loss. So yay to that. Um, I still haven't cracked this 185. But <laughs> like this 185, it's like I'm staying with you. And I'm like, no, you're not. So I am, um, I'm extremely happy that I can at least see it. Other than that, I, it's been a pretty... Um, it's been a pretty interesting week. Nothing too crazy has gone on as far as my personal life. Watching things in this regular world of ours, on the other hand, has... Oh, yeah, I don't watch news. I don't watch news. I don't either. It's just I have other people that watch it around me. So, you know, it's always a girl, did you see? And I'm like, no. Yeah, that's me and my mom. I don't want to (laughs) watch. It's depressing. It's depressing. 85% 85% of it is untrue. The rest is unnecessary. And exactly. Yes. So I'm like, at that point, I leave it in God's hands. And that's how I feel about it. Um, so we will be talking about traveling. Hey. 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 For those who don't know, if I had any kids and a husband, I would definitely be a traveler. And anyone who listens to the last podcast knows Siobhan will get up and go. I am a wanderlust <laughs> to my heart, soul, and core. And I'm out in these streets. I'm in these skies. Even though I hate flying, I'm out here. I am always out here. So that's that's what it is. That's who I am because I don't have any kids or a husband. And so I will live my life in these streets, skies, byways, and highways, and triways, and just ways. I will. Oh, yeah. Siobhan's ringtone should be, I don't care how you get there. Just get there if you can. (laughs) And in honor of that, because I believe in traveling somewhere new every year, I am trying a new wine this go around. So I have a rosé by Très Chic. Um, I've never had this before. It's a rosé, so I'm expecting it to be sweet. And we will see how this goes. But I've never, ever ever tried this in life and so i'm excited to try a new wine um okay and what are you whining today um it seems that we both are popping cherries today 
Wow. Well, that's one way to put that. Yep, that it? happened. Uh, <laughs> Not grapes, because this is wine. We are cherry popping. Hey, cherry popping. Um, I am drinking a wine that I have never tasted. Um, it's from Hazlitt's Vineyards. Uh, they were founded in 1852, but it's a Riesling. It's a 2013 Riesling. It's from Finger Lakes, New York. So this will be a first for me as well. I'm, I'm excited and cheers to that. And my pour looks like yours today. A nice six ounce. Well, your pour looks more than mine today. Good. It, it. I had four in this carafe because I've made sure not to pour heavy because I know rosé is high in the sugar. I'm not sure where you decided to stop and there are no lines on your glass unlike <laughs> mine. So we're going to act like that's four and it's really like four plus two. Um, I mean, right. Okay. okay. I, I got a little heavy pour today, but it's just an excitement. That's all. Um, You wouldn't believe how long it took me to decide on this wine though. Cause I'm like in the store going, hmm, this one or that one? Well, which bottle looks better? Well, don't go off of that. What's the price? I don't want a cheap wine. Although wine isn't expensive. Well, some, I'm not gonna say all, some, most wines are inexpensive. So I was like, you know what? Ah, bump it, grab this one, let's go. I, I think the year 1852 got me. I figured if you've been around that long, you probably doing something right some yeah some some type of good so that was my decision making process i tell you guys all the time it's not always the best process we are not wine connoisseurs <laughs> we choose wine <laughs> off emotion impulse price and labels sometimes because that's who we are i'm gonna be honest if you got a pretty bottle you might get me <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> If you got a nice looking label, somebody in your graphics design department cared, I might pull that. I'm probably going to grab that unless something somebody recommended. If I'm just looking, I'm like, how much is it? What's the bottle look like? Exactly. What's the label look like? Okay. That, that, that's our decision making process. Um, <laughs> we're not going to call it the most efficient, but it works for us. Okay. It's not deep at all. It's not. Look, look, look. Now we will travel for wine. Let me tell you, wine tastings are one of the things I am looking forward to because I saw various places of Maryland when I moved because of wine tastings. Mm. From Western Maryland to coming all the way over to Eastern Shore, Maryland, what we did for our sister's birthday and tasting the entire winery. <laughs> oh, oh, we and were being lit. drunk by noon because they're like 16 to 20 wines on this list and all they give you are the little saltine crackers. Let me tell y'all, <laughs> Groupon and wine tasting is dangerous, <laughs> okay? <laughs> it's awesome, but it's dangerous and it's dangerous because that was a Groupon and we were like, you know what? We've never been here before. It's in Maryland. Um, it's called St. Michael's Winery for those who wanted to know the name of the winery. Um, and to this day, we still, we have literally found one store that sells uh, their wine around our area. And when we want that wine, we go get it um, from that store. So, well, I'm living on Eastern Shore now. And I'll say since it's over here, you can find it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I'm I'm Southern Maryland. Right. Yeah. That's 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 different. I'm in the hood. Uh <laughs> so 
but that it was an awesome time. They had a nice, nice variety of selection. And yes, that Groupon allowed us to taste almost 20 different wines from sweet to dry. We even had a chocolate wine. Like it was a nice variety. Like it went all up and down the scale around the world in the whole nine yards. So that was a really good experience. And then it didn't help that right behind the winery, there was a what distillery. Was it? Moonshine, a distillery for moonshine. So after we were already intoxicated, like, we went to a full-blown distillery for moonshine. Oh, we were lit. But, <laughs> and that's where I believe that. But it was fun. It was fun. It was probably one of the better birthdays that we've um, experienced amongst each other. I'll agree with that. That was a really fun one. It was... And this was these are the, this is a beautiful thing about a lot of the wine tasting groupons, is they're for two people. Yes, grab somebody and be like, come on, let's go taste these things. <laughs> but that I think is one of the best things because it was like two twenty dollars for two people to taste all pretty much all of their wines, and you got two souvenir glasses included. Yes, yes, yes. It was like, and we're going to give you something to remember us by. And I was like. Cool. All that for like twenty, twenty-two dollars. Cool. I can do it. <laughs> what? What do y'all need me to taste my nose? Y'all had no cakes, no cheese. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what you need me to taste? Because I'm here for it. Okay. Um. So, Siobhan, do you plan on doing any traveling? Like, I know you're my road runner. I am. I am. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? I actually got a text message from my uncle because I was sending him a link to the podcast letting him know what's going on mm-hmm. and he hit me back like yeah prepping for this graduation and I was like Jayla and he was like yeah and I was like oh my god now Jayla is my little cousin mm-hmm. on my father's side I am the oldest of the grands she mm-hmm. is the youngest of the grands oh wow and here's the kicker about Jayla I named her Oh, because my aunt Erica was like, she had already had the boys. She already had Jared and Jason and she wanted to keep the JJ's, the the J Uh Jackson's going. And she was like, I don't want to name her Jennifer. I don't know what to name her. And I said, why don't you just name her Jayla? And she was like, hmm, hmm. And we were at my grandmother's house and she was thinking about it. This was in like July. Uh Jayla was born in September. So Around September when she's born, we get a, a call. Yeah, we'd like to welcome Jayla Jackson. I was like, y'all, know what? y'all really named her? What I uh, and so I've always had pride when it comes to my little cousin uh-huh. because I named her. So with her graduating and me being the oldest, I started And say, she's the youngest. It's like, youngest, And I named her. I was like, I got to go. So I'm trying yeah. to figure out how to get to Texas. I think everybody was talking about during the height of COVID, you know, all the the deals and the flight deals. Oh, yes. And those are going out the window, though. Let me tell you. Yes, they are. They are. They they definitely are. Uh, uh, As things continue to get back to whatever norm is going to be put in place um, after, you know, this uh, pandemic, the prices of things are going to go back to normal. (laughs) So and they actually might go over because people are trying to recoup for the losses that they had for a year. So yes. I don't know how much traveling I'll be doing. I'm trying to make this work. It also doesn't happen that it's her graduation party is on the 27th and I didn't find mm-hmm. out until today. So 
yeah. I got like two yeah. weeks to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, oh, prices should be. And then they're not anymore. And I was no. like, oh. No. Um, yeah. So who do you like to uh fly with? Like what, like who's your like, you know how everybody has like their first choice airline, and then it's like everybody else. Truthfully, I don't have a first choice. I have a good God, hell no. Sorry. Oh wow. <laughs> and that to no surprise of probably anybody is Delta. I'm not gonna ha- Delta. I don't roll with y'all. I don't like y'all. I promise you, if there is another way to get where I'm going, I'm taking it. Because here's the thing. I used to go to Texas all the time because my father's family was there. So we always Mm -hmm. flew back and forth. The worst flight we ever had coming back was Delta. Now, there's one reason I appreciate that is the fact that I didn't have to go to school on Monday. But here was the problem. We were supposed to leave Saturday. We left Houston Saturday. Okay? At like... 12 or two, something like that. We did not get back to the house until Monday morning at like 2 a.m. What? There were weather problems. There were issues. There were various issues because I think we did this in February. Various issues with Uh it. And I just remember my parents being frustrated with Delta, not even the weather. I mean, you can't, you know, but customer service and everything else was horrendous and also for me it was the first time I was in the flight where the turbulence was insane getting Uh back and I remember we flew into now this was part of the problem we flew into from where I I was in New York to get to Texas you either go through Charlotte to Uh get to Houston or you go through Chicago to get to Houston Uh that's it you have to do one stop it's not you're not getting out of that right getting from Chicago home was a pain and it was like cancel flights we put you on standby but not really all of this stuff happened with delta and i just remember man i don't remember the details because at the time i was maybe like nine eight or nine oh okay but since that moment clearly eight or nine and we're now plus 30 it's it that's a lasting impression that's a whole lasting impression and when anybody asks me who i fly or don't fly i'm like look what I'm not going to fly is Delta. And if I have to fly with somebody else, what I will not fly is Southwest because I do not like the public bus um, way that they do things, if you will, where it's like first come first served because Mm -hmm. I went Southwest for my 30th to Las Vegas with my friend. And that's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. We're not even going to whine about that today. Okay. That's a whine for another time. But I initially wanted to go by myself. And so that's why I was like, well, I'll do Southwest. When he decided he wanted to go, I said, fine. But I wound up then sitting by myself on the plane because of how they board and how they do boarding. So I was like, if I ever have to travel with somebody, I will never do Southwest. I won't do Southwest. So mine that I will never, ever, ever in my life fly is spirit. I've heard that. You will not get me on Aurora's. We out of here. That's what I call it. I'm not doing it. Spirit to me is like the worst bottom line, bottom of the barrel. I got to be like desperate, prepared to be a hood rat, like all that. Like I have to, I would mentally have to change who I am to fly spirit. Have I ever flown spirit? 
No, but I have never heard anything positive about the airline. I will say that as well. I've never. And the only reason that I've been like mm, is because and I think this is part of that. One, they're not expensive. And two, they get you straight shots from some places where you cannot get straight shots. Right. So I feel like that's the draw for them. But then, as you say, I have heard nothing good about them from anything. Nothing. Like no one. Like even and I know some real get to 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 people. Like when I say ghetto, you'd be like, girl, how in the, you know them? Like that type of ghetto where we're not going nowhere together, but what's up? You know what I'm saying? I can hang with you at your house. (laughs) Like that type ghetto. And they won't fly spirit. And that to me says enough. So spirit is not it for me. Um, Delta, I feel like Delta has some black people issues, but I'm gonna leave that where that is. Listen, and that's why I said it's a couple reasons, but I was only gonna talk about my experience at nine. But I've heard a whole bunch of too many. Yeah, I've heard too many, and I know you know you people experience things differently. But the fact that I have heard entirely too many about that airline, I know who I am. I'm not gonna put myself in that situation knowingly, but I like. I like Southwest. I, I'm bougie ghetto. So. <laughs> and you know what? Southwest. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> Southwest always makes me think of whatever that movie was. And I've never seen it. But it makes me think of whatever the movie was with the black people in the plane. The thing, Kevin Hart. And then. Um, um, Soul Plane. It makes me think of Soul Plane. <laughs> Every time I see it. Because when I saw it, Southwest came out at the same time. I'm like, are y'all saying something? Is this what that is? But then it bothers me. But here's what bothers me. It bothers me because if Soul Plane is Southwest, right? Then how bad is Spirit? Because as you say, Spirit is supposed to be under... Right, but the reason why I call Southwest bougie ghetto is because it is where most people who be like, look, I don't want to pay for all these bags. So that's a bonus. And I'm going to be honest with you, that in itself will get a whole bunch of people uh that you know right there the seating part is probably the worst part um but there are ways to you finagle the system you you finagle the system exactly when you figure that out you know oh okay well i'm going to do this i'm going to do that you also if you're going to go with someone book together that was the problem at the same time yeah if you can't book together call customer service and this is one thing I, because um, I'm planning on traveling to Las Vegas in September because I'm planning my parents' wedding. Yes, after I'm 35 plus years, my parents are finally getting married. So that's going to be the next time I travel as far as on the airplane. But when you book together, that's one. Two, when you call customer service, let them know. They will, and that's the one thing that I have learned with booking these this wedding whole party thing and those who are coming and want to fly together and things like that who have difficulty southwest is probably one of the best customer service people on the phone and the experiences that i have had the wait was a little long but when they got on the phone I literally had five different things that i needed done and i say that because 
I called back several times and I never got the same person, but everybody's attitude was pleasant. Everybody was willing to take their time. Everybody, you know, they went and explained different things. Like, so that's one, that's another one of the big things that I'm like, oh, wow. They actually, you know, handled things with care. Another reason why I like Southwest, the last time I went to Vegas, my husband, who has a passport, did not bring his passport. Before we left the house, I asked him, babe, you have your ID and everything? He said, yes, I have it. It was in his pocket. His pocket was large or it had a hole in it or something. So his ID fell out of his mm. pocket. This is the one time he did not bring his passport. When we get to the airport, now we live in Southern Maryland. We went to BWI. So anyone who knows this area knows that's a nice drive. About an hour. It's in the middle. It's like Central Maryland where it is. Yeah. I'm closer to Baltimore. I'm closer to Virginia. It's daggone near in Baltimore. So we get there. He doesn't have it. He says, oh my God. I think it fell out. Now, mind you, we are on a flight. We are supposed to be on a flight with everybody else who was going with us. So when we went to customer service, I was like, Lord Jesus, they're going to tell us we can't go. We're going to have to pay extra money. Oh, my God. This is about to be a whole shit storm. Went to the counter. Lady at the counter, customer service handled it with so much care. And I think part of it was she saw the frustration on my face because if I could have killed my husband that day and got away with it, it probably would have happened. So my brother-in-law or my, my brother-in-law ended up bringing us his ID, but we had to clearly catch another flight and they made it so that it was no extra charge when it should have been. But the flight where we had straight through, you know, straight to it first, is now taking three stops. Ooh. Or two stops before it gets to Vegas. Oh, God. Mm. Yes. Yes. So we took the flight. The first layover or when they board the next group or whatever, we almost missed because we didn't hear them calling our names because we were in the food court getting something to eat. We went there and they were like, oh, my God, come on, come on. Oh, my, we were looking for you. So that was a blessing in itself because God forbid they would have left us. I would have broke down and went home. So we stopped and I can't think, I think that was, that was someplace. Then we stopped at another place and I was like, I'm just going to the bathroom because I have a phobia of porta potties. That's another wine for another day. Went to the guy, went to the restroom, came right back. When we came right back, it got to the point where the uh, flight attendants literally flipped our cushions and saved our seats for us. When we went to the restroom and came back, they didn't let anyone board until we came back. Our drinks at that point, like the drink drinks, were free. Like anything you're supposed to get charged for, they were just like, nope. Especially once I told them what happened, everybody told that man, girl, man, you better kiss this girl feet. Cause, uh, so we did finally make it to Vegas. But that's one trip that I'm like, Slim, you can't say anything to me about being unprepared. Right. Yeah. Because I would just hit, remember Vegas? <laughs> that's it. That's it. And to the point where I'm like, uh-uh, 
I need the IDs, give them to me. I'm putting them in my, like, uh-uh, they're mine. Give, give it here, hand it over. I don't want to hear no excuses, no, not, give it here. I'll give it back to you once we board. Matter of fact, when you get, we get ready to check in, you can keep it. But until then, <laughs> coming to the airport, it's mine. <laughs> Lord, oh. Yeah, so traveling is definitely like, woo, uh, a thing. Um, and for some reason, every time I've been on a plane, I've been going literally to the uh, to like the West Coast. I've been to San Diego. I went to Long Beach. I've been to Vegas a few times. This will be like my third time going to Vegas. I went to Vegas once. I think most of the times I've been on a plane, I went to Texas. But that was to visit my family. family. I've mm-hmm. been down to Disney World. I went over to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I flew to Charlotte to okay. see my best friend that lives there. Hey, Cody. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I don't like flying. And I will say that as far as now versus then, pre-COVID mm-hmm. versus post-COVID, pre-whatever pandemic, mm-hmm. I actually have traveled more last summer, summer of 2020, locally than I had any time before. And I, I thank God for that. And I know the reason. The reason is one, March 23rd, 2020, I started my new job, which mm-hmm. almost doubled my pay which further let mm-hmm. me know that I was extremely underpaid at my last job in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew that. I knew that. Mm-hmm. But I basically did that. I got rid of my apartment in Baltimore in June and moved in with my best friend to help him with his children because of COVID and the whole mm-hmm. at-home school and them not knowing what they're doing. And right, right. he's an essential worker, so he never stopped going to work and his right. job is an hour and a half. Uh, their mother is a whole liquor another bottle. Wine. That ain't Look, even we a wine. not even getting into that. That's okay. a tequila yeah. for another That's season. That's a wine. Uh, no, she didn't. That's a tequila okay. for another season <laughs> because that there. Okay. Um, but oh, anywho, wow. so with that though, last summer I had more disposable income, and I think because he then had a cushion of somebody who was actually willing to partner with him in paying bills, because again tequila for another season but i will say this as an aside gentlemen pick your female companions better. with care and better, better. than y'all are because Period. i know everybody likes to say oh, women choose terrible men let me tell you y'all choose terrible women men have choice men have to we're not forcing you into things you have a choice we're not forcing you no woman is forcing you and you have a choice and remember as good as x y and z may be at that moment is it going to be worth 18 years to a lifetime of foolishness? That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave that there. Cheers. Cheers. Anyway, I had disposable income. So we did a lot of local. We went to Ocean City. We went to Assateague Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went down to Virginia. Went to, I think it was the year before though. We went to Massanutten. We went to, you know, we've been around the DMV area so I didn't fly during pandemic and I thought about it because again, flights were cheap. And I thought about just going to Texas and being like, hey people. But because I haven't seen I haven't seen my family in Texas since my grandmother died, and that was 2012. We are I really and the time before that that I saw them was when my grandfather died in 09. Like it got to the point where mm-hmm. I only really see them, which is part of the reason I want to go down for Jayla's graduation. 
because it's a time of celebration and the last two times I saw y'all, people died. It wasn't that, right. Right, no, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I was with you, Ocean City and Assateague Island. So, you know, I will say that as well. I, uh, my husband and I, we went to Ocean City and stayed in um, the lighthouse. And girl, when I say that hotel is... Oh my goodness. It was oh yeah, gorgeous. we went. Remember we went up with Yeah, your yeah, yeah. So I mean, just that in itself. Yeah, yeah, you you were there. C- clearly. Yes. Um <laughs> I am the special one for those who don't know. Yes, I am the special sister. Yes, that when I say loves. she gets uh, but she travels, and this is why I call her my roadrunner sister, because it's like, oh, we going, I'm there. It's not even like a thing. But um, yeah, I will agree with you. We did do a lot more local traveling. We drove, we went to see our oldest. She lives with her mother in Ohio. She plays AAU basketball. So when the tournaments and stuff were just, you know, starting to come back and get into the swing of things, we went to see her in, what was it? I think it was Minneapolis. Uh, the other one was, I think it was in Ohio. So we went to Ohio. Um, I traveled to North Carolina, Massanutten. Um, I feel like that's one thing that this pandemic has definitely showed us that we will find a way period but you have to be grounded you have to you know stay focused um but i feel like the pandemic has shifted a lot of people's focus i feel like you can't let fear dictate either i think for the people who decided that they were going to lock themselves in like we were in the cold war and lock themselves in some type of basement or whatever and never leave the house and be panicked fine that was stupid and to me this is what i'll say and it's a quote and i'm gonna find it can't remember offhand but to paraphrase it's like you can live your whole life in fear the fear of doing something can have you do nothing and then your life is gone basically so to me I'm not doing all of that and because I am travel I was like oh I can't go on a plane you know what I'll look around I can drive though I can drive I went to go to my mom's house this year more than I have in a while I used to go to my mom's house when I first moved to Maryland I used to go to my mom's in New York like every every three every months. season yeah it was a, yeah. it was four times a year I went in November I went again sometimes I did about four times last year mm-hmm. because I have the time and honestly part of it was also because I can work from anywhere because I can't work mm-hmm. from home I don't have to take off and I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing of why I've traveled so much I don't have to take off and you learn to appreciate weekend getaways everything mm-hmm. does not have to be a, a week mm-hmm. adventure and journey to the seven seas here there and everywhere <laughs> you can have a good time in your area so even if you're like uh there's nothing to do I went to St. Michael's again and we didn't mm-hmm. go to the winery we went and just walked around St. Michael's. Mm-hmm. I like the historic, the old quaint little town, which is literally like two miles long, but it was nice. <laughs> you know, we did that. I rode on a boat for my birthday. I did mm-hmm. I did things. You can find things to do. And actually, because there were such restrictions, a whole lot of stuff could be private. Because, yep. for example, like when we went to the escape room, mm-hmm. Basically, because of COVID, those number requirements were a lot smaller and you could only do private parties anyway. So Mm -hmm. that's how the six of us, when we went, wound up going as a group. That's what it was for Halloween at much cheaper 
than what a private whatever initially would have been. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of things, but I also feel like people's focus is, focus changed on their priorities changed. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, I think a lot of people who uh, were fortunate enough to make that transition where it didn't interfere with their income or their living lifestyle were able to benefit by doing some traveling, by doing more for things with the family that they've always wanted to do, but they didn't have the time. Absolutely. So with them having now I'm I'm at home, I have the time, which is why I feel like everybody and their mother redecorated their house during this whole pandemic. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I will say I saw so many people at Lowe's. Yeah. Yeah. Because you finally had time to do the things that you you've wanted to do, because I don't have to run to soccer practice. I don't have to run to cheerleading. I don't have to leave cheerleading to go to this meeting over here. I don't have to sit in my office for six to eight hours, which is now an issue of why some of the jobs, the positions are not being filled because people don't want to sit in the office for six to eight hours and they feel like they've been more productive at home. So you have to give them another incentive. Two, they making more money sitting on unemployment, which speaks volumes to the economy. So that's a whole nother story. It does. But even to the to the point of people working from home, it could commute. Mm-hmm. I don't think people really realize how much of your time you spend commuting. I got my new job in early March. I literally started the day, the Monday of shutdown, everything shut down that Friday, that Monday, I started my new job. I have not been to the office. And now there's talk about when the office reopens, what does that mean? Right, because a lot of people like, I am, and they might feel they're more productive at home. People feel they're productive because you don't have that commute. You can literally go, I'm done with it, and go do gardening or whatever. Like one of my coworkers was talking about when we first came on last year, it was like, I've realized that I can get back into hobbies that I couldn't do because commuting took so much time. And because we're in a heavy commuter area, Uh you got people that like one of my old coworkers, husbands, they lived in Baltimore. He worked in North Virginia. Every yeah, he because he was a teacher. He was a public school teacher there or a private school teacher. I don't remember public, private, whatever. He was a teacher. You got this commute. That gas money is your travel money. That's another thing. Not having to commute, saving that gas money. Right. But people realize, oh, I could just take what I had as far as gas money and set that to the side. That's a weekend getaway. Local, but that's a weekend getaway. So the money you were spending to run up and down 95, 295, 495, 695, pick a nine, 301, pick a route, way, whatever. Plus, you're not eating out as much. You're at home. You don't need to buy lunch. Hopefully you're cooking. Hopefully you didn't grub hub everything. But I feel like people got tired of cooking and, and that's how everybody got this uh quarantine weight. I'm claiming I gained quarantine weight and I was this big before quarantine. <laughs> Whatever you got to tell yourself, man. We already know that you sometimes you got to live in your world to make things make sense to you. We already learned that episode one. So it's okay. Just like you quiet, but not really. We know. Mm-hmm. But all of that money that you save, not eating out, not doing commute and everything is now you could do a, a bed and breakfast or Airbnb or you can do a, a hotel. And again, because hotels were losing money cheap. But also what you notice is hotels, they was making sure stuff was clean because those who were some at the time still were 
operating um, on very, very low uh, staff, they didn't want them getting sick. So at the same time, it forced them to clean more thoroughly. Um, yeah. yeah, very thoroughly. So I feel like it's some benefits that came out of it. Um, but what, what do you think is one setback from all of this when it comes to traveling? I think we haven't seen it yet, but like I said at the outset, I think the biggest setback or kickback is going to be the prices. Mm -hmm. Because now with everybody going back, it's not going to go normal. That bell curve is going to overswing because mm -hmm. people have to make up for the money they didn't get for a year. So you're going to overcorrect. Mm -hmm. Whereas a flight to, let's say Vegas, would have normally cost you 400 pre-COVID, then during COVID, you could do that for about half off. You're now going to probably see it for 550 mm. because they're trying to get that money back. So unfortunately, that's one of the setbacks in travel that I think you're going to see. Mm. The other mm. is, I think you're going to see a heightened increase of as things start moving again and things are quicker again, you're not going to be able to sanitize mm -hmm. everything to the level that people have been in the pandemic panic. It, you're just, it's not going to happen. Eventually, as much as it would be nice for all of this cleaning to be part of daily, the new norm, it's I don't see happen. it. It's not going to happen. People, Because people get comfortable. People get comfortable eventually. When, you, when there's no longer a threat of danger or fear, people get comfortable. And so it's going to go back to how it was. And what that means is I hope everybody remembers that there were other diseases other than the COVID. I hope that y'all remember there Girl. was influenza. I hope you remember there was the common cold. I hope you remember there was pneumonia. pneumonia. <laughs> I hope that y'all remember that there were other things. Strep throat. That still yeah. exist, pink eye, in this world because what we're probably going to see is an increase in those as well. I know people only really, we focus on the, the COVID numbers and the COVID numbers, but COVID even over the past year was only the third leading killer in the world. They never talk about the first two. I can't even tell you what they are, but I know that COVID was not it. And so right. what I also know is all of the diseases that existed before COVID will still exist and existed during, even though you didn't want to focus on them, will still exist after. And once you get exactly. comfortable again, I think you're going to see a spike in strep throat, pink eye, any other of these bacterial issues mm -hmm. once people start getting comfortable because they get comfortable. They get comfortable. In fact, being most people probably have already been exposed to COVID because it ran so free for six months. The shutdown happened in March, but COVID was around in the fall of 2019. So think about that. That thing been here since like September. All right. Six months before your March shutdown, it was already doing what it did in the, in the silence of your unawareness. Silence of the lamb. <laughs> so there's that but all of these others i think that's gonna be the drawback yeah yeah I, I i definitely agree i definitely agree i feel like some of the things that we're going to see post-covid kind of like what we saw um post 9-11 you know before 9-11 it was easy to go through the airport it was oh i can get there 20 minutes before my flight just you know after 9-11, it was like, oh, 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 wait, wait, you might want to arrive like two hours before because you don't know what those lines are going to look like. You got to take off your shoes, your belt, and like all of that, 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 you know, to me, it was kind of like trauma, you know, it's wait, I'm, I'm traumatized. So I got to take these necessary precautions to protect myself from this happening again, or lessen the chances of this happening again. So that's what I feel like happened after 9-11. I feel like the same thing or something of the sort is going to happen 
post-COVID. I feel like it's going to be, oh, maybe it might be less flights, which would then bring the prices up because of sanitary reasons. Oh, we want to make sure we sanitize. Oh, we don't want to have too many staff members, you know, in the airport, even with the people coming in and out. Um, technology boost. So now because we want all this new equipment that's touchless and all of that, that's going to cost us money. We're not going to pay for it. So what we're going to do, we're going to jack up the price, price. Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like it's going to be a lot of that. I feel like it's just the, our natural response to trauma, period. And I feel like the world, not just this country, the world was traumatized. I think international flights are going to be hit a lot different. Oh, I think that, oh. that the biggest change you're going to see is going to be international. Domestic, I agree with you. I think one of the things that may stay, they may keep masks on planes longer than they do anything uh -huh. else. I, because you're confined in areas, whatever. For now, a more longer period of time. For a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think what you will see will be bigger with international flights and having not the only flight I took internationally was like to Jamaica. Otherwise I would go to Canada. I could drive because I lived in New York. Right. I had planned to actually go to Brazil in 2020 early. That didn't happen. Clearly I had plans to go to Peru in 2020 and these were plans I was making in 19. Clearly that all went down. So I am trying to figure out internationally. The Lord said, right. Sit shut down. it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out now what international flights are going to mean and look like and the prices on them bad boys. And requirements. And because requirements. I feel like, you know, how some places like you, like we've had conversations before, you know, you had required certain shots and things like that. Is this vaccine, once it's off the emergency list, going to become one of those shots that's now a requirement for you to travel to some of these other countries? And what does that mean? Right. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's going to be, let's see, I feel like post-COVID, because we aren't there yet, is going to be a few years in the making. I don't think that traveling is going to change or get a sense of norm for like another two, three years. And whatever that norm is could change. Cause as you say, the new norm of traveling and flying anyways, you still have to be at the airport an hour, two hours early. That was not the case when we grew up. And again, but that all happened because of 9-11 and that is something that has stuck. So I don't know. I think it'll take us some time to see what reactions are immediate because of trauma and what are lasting because people go, well, this is just a good idea in practice and we should put it in play. Mm -hmm. So one thing as far as traveling, I do want to do, um, I want to travel on, uh, I want to travel first class. I know for some people, they like, oh, I've done that. But I have always flown for uh convenience and cheapest cheapness not cheapest cheapness affordability <laughs> affordability you traveled economy right we get it there we go it be yeah. economical mm -hmm. yeah economical for my wallet <laughs> first class is nice let me say that yeah. i flew first class twice the first time and i don't remember the airline i want to say it was united or american we it was me and my parents and somehow the airline messed up the tickets. Like they overbooked the plane. And so because my parents were traveling with a child, 
you're welcome. <laughs> um, they were like, oh no, because I was I was young, man. Let me tell you, little young kids will get you through a lot. I was young, and so they were like, oh well, we'll try to put you on as soon as we can. We have this flight, but the only thing left is first class. We will see if we have any standbys or anybody that's willing to pay for that. And since nobody was, me and my parents got first class. Hey, look, I get and it. And I was like, oh, okay. As- and then the second time, I don't remember how I got first class the second time. I just remember I was older. I was like a teenager. And I just remember because the guy, <laughs> the guy next to me was this like business suit white guy. And he was like, looking at you, you as drink. a child. <laughs> no, he was just kind of like, you want a drink? And I was like, I'm not. I'm in high school. He's like, oh, okay. What's that like? <laughs> and like, that was, our, it was me and this me, you know, who I am and this white businessman. And he's asking me like, what's that like nowadays? And I'm like, I mean, I guess it's okay. But I guess it was a matter of, he didn't ask me like, oh my God, you're in for class. How did you get in first class? So props, so props to him. So props to him for not being that guy. But I think he kind of was like, Teenage girl in first class. Oh, you're a teenager. You're in high school. So what is that? Right. It was, it was, you're here. Who cares how you got here? What's what? Let's talk. Like, let's have a conversation. I mean, and let's not get it twisted. You can meet some wonderful people traveling. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that I I, I tell my children. I say, you always want to be aware and cautious of your surroundings and the people you talk to, but don't be afraid to speak. Um, know what information to give out, what information to hold. But don't be afraid to speak because you never know. You can meet some really, really nice people. Everybody. Everybody isn't out to to do do you you harm. harm. You know, and Mm -hmm. and you can't walk through life thinking that. You do have to be, like I said, aware and conscious. Um, uh, But, you know, just like, you know, like, like take it easy. You can say hello. Hi. As long as no disrespect or boundaries have been crossed, then you should be able to hold a conversation with anyone. And like I said, you meet the, you will meet. You get some, some interesting, interesting people, people, especially. You never know. Plane, train, automobile. Like I've met some really cool people on the, on Amtrak, on the train. Never. I have always wanted to ride on an Amtrak train. I have never rode on one, like ever. And like my grandmother does it all the time because she's in South Carolina. So when she comes up here, it's nothing for her. Oh, girl, I'm going to just hop on a train. And I'm like, I want to know how it feels to ride on a train. But then it's like when I see the hours and stuff, I'll be like, oh, my God, 15, 16 hours. I don't know if I can do that. No, so <laughs> I, for me, I, in college did it. I went from Philly back to upstate New York. But you always got to go through New York City. And I know then when I was dry, going back and forth, a couple times I did it from D.C. to New York. Mm-hmm. I went back and forth. Um, I actually took the train. My best friend, Elle, hadn't been on a train either mm-hmm. until she went with me because I had free tickets to uh, Martha Graham Dance Company. And I was like, yo, let's just go on a train. And she's like, this is an experience. It is. I I, I so want to do it. I so want to do it. We were just going from Baltimore up and coming back. It was all like, it was a day trip. So, and I was just like, it's just the train. Because for me and my old job, so for five years, we had our meeting, annual meeting in New York. So we always just took the train. That's what it was. 
So I like the train, but like you say, sometimes those hours, but I've met some interesting people on the train. I've had some cool conversations with some people on the train. I met a guy who owned, was a co-owner in a bar in, in my hometown mm-hmm. coming on the train. And I was, I was in college, but I was underage. He was like, you want to get in? And I was just like, I mean, I'm, I'm 19. He was like, I'm an owner. Don't even, don't worry about that. Just, you know, any cops? I was like, not really. He's like, okay. And if you do, don't tell. He was like, don't tell them. So no, like, you know, but you, I mean, but you meet, you never right. know. And I didn't take him up on that because I'm responsible people. But it was just, you never know. So I agree with you. I think always be aware, but you never know how many interesting people you, you meet. I'm always down for a good story. I think that's part of the reason I like traveling so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, you would definitely get a story. You would we when we were going to ohio matter of fact we were going to ohio for father's day last year that's what it was i was going i was to call myself surprising my husband like he doesn't know the way to ohio like you know what i'm saying but i'm like you know what but guess who doesn't this girl here so i was like it's okay we're going to ohio and i'm going to drive the whole way now mind you i have never drove the full six hours by myself and I don't know what in my head made me think this man would not recognize the signs going to Ohio. Then I was like, well, I mean, eventually he'll figure it out. And then I was like, well, if he figures it out, then fine. So we're driving, uh, we're riding, he's riding. And he's like, at first he was like, where are we going? I'm like, it don't matter, just sit back and relax. So he kind of figured it out. And this, and I love him for this because he didn't want to like completely burst my bubble. And he figured it out earlier than what I thought he was going to. I don't know why I was gonna like, eh. but he figured it out earlier than what I thought he was gonna figure it out. He was like, "Babe, if you want me to drive, I can just drive." And I'm like, "You don't know where we're going." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, "Babe, I drove up here all the time, you know, see my kid. Like, clearly, I know where we're going." And he said, like, "Well, if you would have told me, I probably could have told you a quicker way, and then maybe it would have been a better surprise." I was like, "Look, darn it." it was the effort that mattered this is your gift this is what happened he appreciated it and we laughed about it but it was just the fact that like he was like you want me to drive i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> oh lord <laughs> so he drove the rest of the way and what i did was i tried to stay awake as long as possible because anybody who knows when i travel i hit the road if i'm not driving i'm asleep. <laughs> and that's that's yes, me. I do yes. know that. You look up and be like, that. we'll be partying, we'll be good, and then all of a sudden you look up and be like, look. And that's <laughs> why when we went to Atlantic City, you were not my co-pilot. Erica was my co-pilot. And you were in the back seat with Helena. That is exactly why. Cause something happened. We almost got sideswiped by a tractor, and you woke up five minutes later. What's, what's, what's going on? Erica was like, "Girl, go, go back to sleep." sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you would have just died and been sleep. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I was talking to her today. She was like, "It's okay, Michelle. You would have died and woke up dead." I was like, "What?" <laughs> Basically, because he was coming over, he did not care about my little Mazda. <laughs> man so traveling to me is something that i i I love to do um i want to do more of i want to fly international but i don't know now like these covid regulations and things like that is so much research you gotta do now it's not like before it's like oh i gotta do research to see what i need what i don't need and this is any other and 
And there are still countries that won't let Americans in. I feel like international travel, just save it till 2022. So 23. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Start looking honest. at it till 22 and then maybe 20. 23 should be the definite. 22 if you're feeling froggy. I am I have a wanderlust. So 22, I'm out in these streets. I'm in these skies. <laughs> oh. I said in episode one, travel is my thing. It's been my thing. It'll always be my thing. And cheers to that. So now that the glasses are empty, Siobhan, tell me, what are your final thoughts on your wine? My rosé. My rosé was actually drier than I thought it was going to be. It reminded me of a Chardonnay, actually. Oh, wow. The first time I sipped it, I said, oh, this is not sweet. This is this is Chardonnay-ish. Oh, okay. You probably would like it. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's my business right there. So it's good. And again, chilled, because, you know, I live for chilled. But I would, yeah, I would drink this with, like, a sweet fruit, like a strawberry or or something of that sort, because it is a little drier. And it's, but it's not heavy. It's like a light, crisp, dry. Okay, okay. Not super dry. Right, but, like, but it's, it's just enough. I got you. So um, for me, my final thoughts on this here Riesling, um, it's actually good. It is better chilled. Listening to the way you describe your wine, I'm thinking this one is might be a tad bit sweeter because it doesn't really, you don't really feel the dryness until literally like after you have like consumed it and it kind of sits on your palate a little bit. Then that's when you get the sense of the dryness, but it's not sweet. It's not a sweet, um, well, you know, most Rieslings aren't sweet, but it's not a really sweet, like, oh, this is some like candy type. So it's like a true semi sweet. Yes, it's like a true, it's a true Riesling. It's definitely a true Riesling. It's very light. To me, this is a summer wine, like a summer, spring wine. You're on a yacht, you know, it gives those types of vibe. Overall, I would give this a four like four 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 glasses like this is really good for me I, I would definitely have this again this was a great choice in my opinion what was your rating on yours I would give mine a three and a half I'm not really a dry person so it kind of caught me but it is good I would say it's good for like a late summer fall got you Yes. So at this time, we would like to thank you for listening to another wonderful episode of A Little Something to Wine About with your host, Taya Michelle. And Siobhan Camille. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. This is a weekly podcast, meaning we will air every single Wednesday at noon. Visit the website, a little something to wine about.com. When you visit the website, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what you're drinking. Have you been traveling during this pandemic? What are your plans to travel in the near future? How are you feeling about traveling post-pandemic? Yeah, let us know. we we love to hear from you. And just remember, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Bye.